Hey family, welcome back. Thank you so much for joining me for a second season of Confessions of a Melanated Queen podcast. Today is Monday, July 1st. There's been so much happening over the last few months. The last time I did a solo show was back in January when I announced Melanated Queen Productions. Well, since then, we have completed filming the pilot episode for the documentary series. This is now in post-production. And the Melanated Queen Awards took place in April, and it was a huge success. Then we announced that the Melanated King Awards would take place on October 19th. So if you're in the Chicago area, please come by, get your tickets. Now, for the big news, Melanated Queen Productions now has a co-working space. Yes, I'm so excited. We're going to be located in Homewood, Illinois. Our open date is this Friday, July 5th. And if you're in the area, please stop by Um, from 10 a.m. to 7. We'll be around. So just come in and come visit. If you have any questions or concerns about the details on that, please email me at laurentmeeks at gmail.com. We have a space that's intimate and cozy. It's small, but it's definitely designed to bring like-minded, visionaries, forward thinkers, and creatives together in an effort to enjoy unlimited Wi-Fi office needs such as fax and printing and just fun networking. So I'm super excited about that. Again, it's been a lot happening. I really needed these last two months to relax and kind of just get my mind right. So now we're back with a new season. We're definitely going to do everything a lot different for season two. Um, I had a great time interviewing people and using that format to kind of build the network, you know, research and understand what's happening out there with people. But for season two, we will continue to have the interview format, but I really want to do a few more solo episodes. I think that it's important that people get to know me. In fact, people have asked me to do more solo episodes so they can understand like what really is my confession of the week, not, you know, my confession to somebody else kind of responds to it, but truly what's on my mind. And a lot of things that I'm thinking, I don't really share unless I'm writing a book. And so you guys had a chance to read the first confessions book, but Oftentimes, a lot of my ideas and the thoughts that I'm, I'm really thinking, I do not share it because I usually use my platform to showcase and highlight other people. But moving forward, I'll do more solo episodes. But before I forget, a, another note about the, um, the office space, you know, there are going to be opportunities for people to use the space. And so even for an example, I am hosting a weekly program called um, Coffee with Creatives. And Coffee with Creatives is designed for you know, like-minded people, again, to get together, have some coffee, um, share ideas, talk about things that impact us. And that will be every Saturday. We are also having a ladies networking social called Melanated Queens Night. This is an informal gathering for ladies only, just food, laughs, a little wine, and networking, of course. I'm just excited about everything that's going on. Um, but all of this came from some place, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. I didn't just wake up one day and decided that I want to create a production company. I didn't wake up one day and decide that, you know, I want to write a book or start a blog. It came from a place. It came from a deep rooted place that, you know, I needed to figure out. And one of the reasons why I started, you know, this whole process, one of the reasons why I started this brand is because of what happened to me five years ago when I lost my job. If you read my book, you'll know the story. Um, I won't spend too much time talking about that because again, it's in my book, but I will say this, that after losing that position, my livelihood, my comfort, my happiness, and much of my identity was wrapped into that employer. Now that was my mistake. You know, no one should ever put 
all of their eggs in one basket. No one should, especially your identity. I mean, you know, we learned as, as a sociology major in undergrad, you know, one of the things that we talked about was how your career and your job is your master status. And even though I think that's still true today, I think that is an old way of thinking that people need to get out of. It is not your master status. I mean, I mean, socially and according to theory, yes, that, that's what we learn. But we've got to move away from that. And so that was my mistake for allowing everything about me, everything about Lauren. I mean, beyond my career, I, I, I'm a mom, you know, I'm a wife, I'm a community member. There's so many different things. I'm a sorority sister. There's so many different things that I do. And, and there's so many arms of who I am outside of my career. So that was my mistake. But up until that point, I had never faced a serious hardship. At least I didn't think I did. Everything that I sought out to achieve, I achieved. Everything that I wanted, I got, including that job. So when it was over, I was devastated. For years, I felt as if I was a victim of an unforeseeable circumstance. Everyone else was at fault. I was mistreated. I was persecuted. I was set up. I was a victim. And though some of this was true, this way of thinking was not going to in any way, shape, or form elevate me to a higher level of understanding that God had really had in store for me. He had a lot of plans for me, but I couldn't see it because I was so caught up into what I thought I wanted for a life. Being a victim didn't help me to understand my true potential, my skills or abilities. Playing a victim didn't teach me the lessons I needed to know and understand from having that experience. The only outcome of being a victim was landing in another position and another position and another position where some of the same circumstances recirculated. So finally, I asked myself, what are you going to do about it? Recently, movie producer and mogul Tyler Perry made an acceptance speech where he encouraged the audience of the award show to build their own table rather than to beg for a seat at someone else's table. Now, you know how we do. Everyone on social media is making memes about building your own table. And, um, and of course, now his words are trending and becoming more cliche. Of course, that will last this week and people will move on to something else. That's a whole nother topic for another day. But the day I asked myself, what are you going to do about it? After going through all the things that I had gone through, that was the day I realized that I wasn't sitting at the table that I thought I should sit at. So, you know, I appreciate Tyler saying that now. But if you're going through some stuff, at one point, you're going to figure that out. And I figured that out a few years ago. I, at the time, I wasn't in a room with decision makers. in spaces where I knew I could contribute and add value to the organization. I knew that people were afraid to hire me because my resume because I had a doctorate or they were well aware of the fact that I could potentially take their job. When I woke up and realized that life was not going to hand me what I wanted, I took time and made it happen. So why am I doing this show? Why this topic? It was my husband who made me realize I was playing a victim in many circumstances in my life. And after a lot of arguments and disagreements or you know just being in complete denial about it I finally accepted accountability for this mindset and it is indeed a mindset and I began to see dramatic changes in my life this experience helped me to see victimhood among others as well so now for my close friends and associates don't assume that this episode is about you I know I said what I said and I meant what I said but this is an epidemic that is much larger than our network so I've had conversations with people and I've actually said this, or I may have made them look at themselves and say, okay, are you ask the question, are you playing a victim? But it's, it's much bigger than us. This is really happening. Um, victimhood has cost folks clients, money, credibility, respect. 
and the freedom to move authentically because you are too busy pointing a finger at somebody else. So to that end, there are five areas of victimhood that is running rampant on social media and in day-to-day lives of people. Now, let me be clear. When I say victim, I'm not talking about someone who has been the target of a crime or a person who has been hurt by someone who has a power or authority over them, such as a child. I'm talking about grown people who would have you to believe that their downfall, misfortune, or difficult circumstance is someone else's responsibility. So let's look at five different examples of victimhood. The first one is the servant who wants to be served. This is a situation where you are the expert. You offer a service. You market yourself as a problem solver. Yet there's little to no evidence of the problems that you solved. In fact, you find a problem in everybody else. Your presence should make life easier for others. But somehow, others have made life easier for you. You have cried, complained, pouted until you get your way. And now your story lands in victimhood. The second victim. He or she is the lover of isms. Ageism, sexism, racism. Every barrier known to man is the reason why this person is not successful. From this victim, you will hear every excuse from why they don't like me because I'm old. I'm a woman. I'm black. Yeah, well, we know all of that. This has been happening for centuries. But what are you going to do about it? Our ancestors have dealt with much worse and they paid a way for you. So figure it out. Then you have the girl who cried wolf. This person is always complaining about what went wrong, what they did, who shot John. But it's all to get attention. This person has nothing better to do than to cry all day. After a while, we ignore them because we know the story. So when something does go wrong, this person has no support system. Number four is the keyboard guru. The keyboard guru is a person that is like the servant who wants to be served except they only want to be a mover and shaker behind the comfort of a laptop or a phone. They make no effort to shake hands, get to know others, support other people in person, etc. However, when their plans to change the world globally goes down the toilet, they, like their lover of ageism cousin, blames all the social and economical shortcomings of others. And finally, we have the sir, no opportunity. This guy claims no one will give him or her a chance to prove whatever they claim to be good at. Sir, no opportunity assumes that their resume, credentials, or even personality will get them in the doors. And when that doesn't work, they blame the system, the man, or whoever. There was a time when I was sir, no opportunity. I hated seeing closed door meetings that I wasn't invited to. I felt robbed when my idea was ignored and I was pissed that my salary was low. But I chose my educational pursuits. I chose to work in education, nonprofit, and I decided to accept low pay. So I say all that to say, you are not a victim. You can either poop or get off the pot. What will you do to control your narrative? Well, family, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Please drop me a review and give the show five stars if you like what you heard. Again, feel free to email me at laurentmeeks at gmail.com for some honest feedback. If you have any questions or concerns, you can share that as well. Until next time, thank you and take care.